This is the 966, episode 122. Hello, everybody. Salam alaikum. Really a great episode coming up this week. It's been a busy few weeks for me here in Riyadh, but this week we are going to keep the momentum going. We're going to have an interview shortly with Mr. Walid Abdel Fattah, president of the Middle East of North Africa for the U.S.-based project manager Hill International a position to which he was appointed to in March 2023 after 17 years with the company. Hill, of course, has been involved with projects across Saudi Arabia, launching of CAF in 2007. Really uh, a great story and a very interesting conversation with Waleed. We sort of pick his brain on what it's like to be in his business these days with buildings booming in every direction here in Riyadh and elsewhere around Saudi Arabia. Um, before we get into that conversation, if you have a moment, please hit subscribe and give us a rating on Apple Podcasts or on our YouTube channel, really wherever you're seeing this. You know, we're starting to put some more stuff on LinkedIn. Really lovely to hear from all of you here in Riyadh. Um, I was at the PIF Private Sector Forum last week. I was sort of amazed at how many people had heard of the podcast, which is always so flattering. I need to get better about my talking points and feedback. When people say that to me, it usually catches me flat-footed. But uh, thank you to all of you who have tuned in, listened, subscribed to the podcast over the last uh, few months, especially the growth is kind of crazy and awesome to see. So so we really appreciate it. And yes, without further ado, let's get to our conversation with Walid Abdel Fattah from Hill International. We are pleased to be speaking now with Walid Abdel Fattah, President, Middle East, North Africa for U.S.-based project manager Hill International, a position to which he was appointed in March 2023 after 17 years with the company. Hill has been involved in projects across Saudi Arabia since the launching of CAFT in 2007 and has worked on developments like King Salman Park, Jabal Omar Park, uh, development in Mecca, the Riyadh Metro, many others we can't possibly list right now. Walid, welcome on to the 966. Very nice to speak with you. Thank you. Thank you, Richard. Thank you for having me today. It's a, it's a pleasure to be with you and with your podcast. Well, we're looking forward to it. And we really are pleased that you can join us. And we were chatting beforehand and we, we learned that your purview, your responsibility was from Morocco to India. So, you know, Waleed only has three minutes for us today because um, he's so busy. Um, no, really impressive, and uh, we're excited to have you on because anyone listener to the Knights of Six knows we're big champions of U.S. corporates, and and Hill International is based in Philadelphia, has a, a long legacy and history in the U.S. Um, but you are, you know, head of, of of Amina, and you specifically have responsibility for Saudi Arabia, and this is what we want to talk about today, as well as other things. Fascinating time. Our good friends at Knight Frank at the end of last year estimated that the value of real estate and infrastructure projects announced in Saudi Arabia since since it rolled out Division 2030 is over 1.25 trillion. It's got uh, over 250 billion dollars worth of projects have been commissioned so far already. So it's 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 the place to be. So again, that's we're really happy that you've joined us. Before we get into that, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, your journey, how you got to Hill International, and 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 where we are now with you? So I'm I'm a civil engineer uh, by education. Uh, basically, uh, had a lot of uh, uh, as a civil engineer, I've worked with companies, uh, British companies like Langs, Scanska. Before I joined a company called JR Nodes, which was acquired by Hill International back in 2007. 
So this is basically the when I joined Hill International. In 2007, I joined the team uh, based in Cairo to establish the North Africa region. And very, I would say very rapidly, we would join the North Africa from Egypt to Libya, to Algeria, to Morocco. So we had a, I had a solid North Africa. And then uh, this just took me a while. And I think we reached a stage of around, uh, almost 1,000 people uh, on North Africa. Uh, early 2023, 20, they actually have joined, or I've been lucky to be, to also have the MENA and Middle East in addition to North Africa with me, and which also uh, in definition includes India. Uh, this is in a short, in a short where, I, where, I, where I am with Hill and where, how they joined them. Um, that's it. <laughs> well, very, very, it's running. I just remember now 2007 and now 2024, actually. It's time is running, 17 years like then, like, uh, absolutely. It's like, uh, yeah. Now, so you 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 became president, Mina, in March last year. Um, but can you yeah. tell tell us, give us an overview of some of Hill's, uh, you know, major past and present projects in the region? I'm gonna go, I'm gonna run you through. Maybe I'll take it geographically, then I'll, uh, I'll go there. So Morocco, we have done in the the, the Tanjimit, one of the major container, fully automated container terminal. Uh, in Algeria, we have done. A mixed use development in the Algeria capital, which includes hotels and residential and shopping mall in the, in the capital. In Libya, we have been lucky that we were bought before the 2011. We're doing the only universities around the, the, the country. And now we're doing uh, the new ring road. We're doing a uh, uh, refinery with them. Egypt, we had, uh, had plenty. We have done, we have done now recently, we're looking for, to open the new Grand Egyptian Museum. I think one of the one of the uh, iconic projects for in the history of Hill, uh, together with the major development happening in, in town, the Four Seasons hotels, uh, lots of infrastructure. We're doing Cairo, the Cairo monorail as we speak. We're doing the Line Three, Phase Three, and then with the Metro. Uh, so plenty there. Going back to Dubai, we have been we have delivered the Balm Island, Sheikh Zayed Mosque, uh, one of the uh, legend or one of the iconic that we deliver. And currently we're working with the Zayed National Museum, working in Jubail, working in, in the many of the mega projects in Abu Dhabi. Uh, we have done a lot of airports in, in particular. So we have been involved in Muscat, Salala. We have been in, in Abu Dhabi, in Doha Airport, in Bahrain, in the Cairo Airport. So uh, lots of airports that we have done in, in the region as well. Going, coming back to uh, ho uh, the homeland in, in Riyadh, basically, as, as you mentioned earlier, we have done a lot of Jabal Omar. We have done, we currently about to deliver the Riyadh metro. We've been in, in, in CAV. Uh, <coughs> recently, we have been awarded uh, the land bridge, which is the, the, the railway between get, going from Jeddah to Riyadh, and maybe to going to go further to the MAM now. We have been doing with the Raya, the Raya uh, event uh, gate as well at the events district. We have been helping with the Ministry of Interior. Recently, I've won the award, the program for the National Water Company in, in KSA. Uh, so we're assisting uh, also the uh, ASIR uh, development in the south, working on, with Neom uh, in the north. So a lot of works we have in the roads and infrastructure in, in uh, the MEM. So a lot of things happen. I mean, I, I, we can we can take the whole time. I can be listing the project, but I think I'm just trying to have the 
the may, the mega ones or the 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 big ones that we are actually involved. Uh, I think we are lucky to be, as you said, in, in this time in in KSA. It's a destination at least now for construction for a consultant like us, and hopefully soon it's going to be a destination when all these projects actually get into action. Uh, and reality where people are going to come and visit and, and it changed the case into a much bigger destination. Well, yes, and thank you. That's that's useful background. I mean, it, it's an impressive list and you're active in many countries. Let's talk about let's talk about Saudi Arabia. And you came you were named president, you know, last year, you know, presumably with a mandate. Um, and let's talk specifically about Saudi Arabia. Can you can you discuss the contract you're seeing a little bit? What's it like there now? Um, and we can go from there because that's a very open-ended question and there's a lot of changes going on, but would really love to get your perspective from your experience and, and, and really sort of looking at it and, and accessing it, how you want to build Hill International in Saudi Arabia now. As you said, the market is, is, is in a turning point, uh, getting uh, so big. I think there's an opportunity for everyone. Uh, and it's a matter of how, can, how much you can take and how much you can take now in the market, it becomes how much resources you can provide and the quality of the resources. Uh, so when we, when I came to the to, to the Middle East and in particular to the KSA, number one was just uh, I just done a research on the market, and I, I'm trying to utilize or capitalize actually on uh, Hill uh, history and projects that have been ongoing since 2007, which is I think something is very well recognized and appreciated appreciated within the the Saudi. Uh, contracting industry uh, and we I think most of the major developers that we are working with now going from Boshan going from Dara'iya going from Asir they all talking about it's how good you can get us of resources and we need to have the, the top qualified resources to come in, in town and we need to have the, the best for delivery so I think uh, most the key the key uh, factor for us now it's not the new business. I think there's a lot of business around, but again, we have to we have to watch out the quality. But this is one of the main main domain now across uh, most of the project. And in our industry, the quality is mainly to do with how good is our staff and how can we provide hill staff and hill knowledge and hill culture to be part of the success story in in KSA. That's a fascinating distinction, and 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 is that. Uh... Is that a departure from the past when you're saying, look, there's a lot of business, uh, what, you know, we have a lot of business to offer, you know, but we're really looking for somebody who can come in and provide quality and has sufficient resources to complete the project on time and well. Uh, is this a change? I think so. I think the market have actually, uh, over the last, I would say, three years uh, or five years now, things is not just uh, in talk and just uh, on paper. I think it's, it's moving into action. And we move, when you move thinking under action on this magnitude of numbers and trillions and millions of, of dollars you just mentioned now, you have to be on top of it and on top of it with a, a good structure to be able to control quality, time and cost. And I think uh, the aim of the KSA is very, very clear, very uh, out loud. They want to be to be on the top of uh, uh, most of the dimension of anything with the industry. Uh, being hospitality, being entertainment, being uh, infrastructure in general, including transportation, to be able to be uh, reactive to this, uh, they need a, a lot of the quality people and the quality companies to be able to deliver this and to be able to control it to reach the the, the aim. We have we have been actually I, I have been in person as well and and the management of Hill in meeting with the 
CEOs of various companies, various development, various government agencies. And I think they all say the same thing. Everybody's saying the same thing. Just let us know who get us the best and we need to deliver the best of this. And they all became mature enough now to understand the differentiation between if you want to go A and B and C and everybody's looking for the A team. This is the real challenge. Hill as, as part of a group, I mean, we are part of a bigger group called GISI, which is Global Infrastructure Solution, out of the US as well. We have, the group have about 39 companies, which is give us more ability and, and flexibility to withdraw from both resources, in terms of human resources and also financially to support our growth and continue growth in the KSE. I would say KSE is a prime market now in the region and if not in the region in the in the in the world now and everybody's looking at us uh, across the grow across the, the group of companies that we're working on fascinating uh, uh, sort of a two-part question one who's driving the expectations so you have a new framework of expectations you just mentioned it, it seems to have changed over the last three years first part of the question if you want to address it what's driving this is this a sort of a mandate from above or is this just a pervasive system-wide you know, contracting, you know, everything's different. Uh, I think it's both. I think it's both. It's a mandate and uh, the key personnel now within the various organizations, you can call it development under the B- under the BIF or the government agencies. Are, and I think there's a new generation coming out now who actually have been very much exposed and educated uh, uh, around the globe. So the they really know what they want. In addition to this, there's a clear vision of governing this uh, new development happening there. So it's actually it's coming both ways and actually integrated together to to drive into a, a certain way. And just but the only thing is everything is want to happen quickly. So you have to be careful how you drive it when you say quickly. Let's be quickly quick, but also within the the right control measures as well. Fascinating. And the question I have, and Lucian, I talk about, there's so much going on in Saudi Arabia. There's a new project every day. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, there's an interesting article today about Neom now being a destination of destinations because I think there's 10 major projects. A question I have is who oversees these? In other words, and when you engage Walid, when you, you, you bid on a contract, you get a contract, then you go to execute a contract, who is supervising you? And who is making sure you hit your 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 points, you know, at each step of the way? Okay, from the client side, there is there is every every organization have their own staffing and and uh, organization chart, which is actually I'm saying they have been mostly uh, well selected from across the globe, and they know and they have delivered this similar project around the globe. So this is sometimes while it sounds difficult it's also sometimes it actually is is our work because when you talk with people who understand having the same culture having the same goals that you want to reach at the end of the day it makes your life sometimes easier it's not an easy thing of how to do it but it's easier because you, we all talk the same language we all have the same approach we have done it before we delivered we have seen the challenges previously so we all trying to get from our experiences to work together and we are lucky because we work usually in the client side. So I would say 99% of our work in the client side. So we became an extension of the client uh, organization to deliver their targets in, in coordination with them. And so we actually supervise, manage contractors, uh, other engineering consultant on the ground, other supervision consultant. So we became, Hill became the extension 
of the various government agencies or development uh, developers in, in various as uh, if you talk about the one in Yeoman, I mean, uh, there's an, an island now that's going to be delivered very soon. And we have been we have been called, among others, to to submit a bid for managing and maintaining this uh, island for the coming for the coming future. Uh, the way the way they think about it, the way this was designed, executed is is helping us in terms of when we're going to go and try to manage it and maintain it. And when the client also have a clear, defined scope of what he expects from us, it's it helps us to price it, to know it, to to staff it right. So I think it's a win-win situation. And the the, the main one of this will be the, the the case a government or agency or uh, developer entity because they're really gonna get a, a world-class uh, uh, service and maintain their assets. Uh, well, if this island is Sindala, Lucian, I want to know because there's a golf course there. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, we have been there. We have been. Yes, yes, it, it is. Yeah, it's just. It's yeah. Uh, well, take us with you next time you go. But um, so, so you so in this new environment, you mentioned. I'm sorry, and I didn't catch it. It was global infrastructure. What's the group? Yes, GISI, Global Global Infrastructure Solution International. Yeah. So that's an example. Perhaps you came in. You have a mandate. If you had to reposition Hill in any ways, what have you done to make Hill more competitive competitive in this new environment? And maybe that's an example. Yeah, I think I think the integration of the of the MENA region was helping because it it, it gave me uh, more access to more resources available. So. We have these resources. This is from uh, from outside. Uh, also, uh, uh, with GISI, we brought some some key key personnel uh, uh, to be in uh, in town. We have we have made the resources available in Riyadh. Sits in Riyadh, lives in Riyadh now. So everybody's helping in or developing and wants to be part of KSA development. The the not coming in and out. They actually now moved to Riyadh, based in Riyadh, live there. So they are available. So. Our KSA team now, with all the senior personnel, now are 100% based there, and I enhance it, and I try to more uh, develop this concept, and it actually works out very well because whenever the client wants us, he wants to meet us, is there. The guys are there with their families. They're more stable there. They know the countries. They also every morning they wake up and they understand what's going on there and what's happening. So they are on top of things. And I think this is would be one one major shift is that we have now a much bigger team, a much more senior uh, persons from Hill actually based and live uh, lives in Riyadh. This is will be the the number one. Number three would be based on on this new uh, merger uh, merger happened with GISI. This is have given us more ability. Uh, to uh, bid for more work, have uh, quality resources available, and when you when you have the, the the quantity and you have this magnitude, it also can help you out to be more more competitive. However, having said this, here, everybody knows it's a heated market now, and everybody just trying to get the high the best resources. So it's a balance between uh, be able to have the big number of people as well uh, working and, and living in in the world and how to maintain the quality and continue to uh, attract uh, people by when they when they attract the new guys they talk to the existing guy this has become more of a, 
like uh, making a good uh, themes and good voice about the Riyadh. Because if you bring somebody from Greece, they all talk to the Greek guys. When you bring somebody from the French, they talk to each other. So the various culture available with us now, it helped us in, in sustaining the existing resources, which is very key, key factor. Together, we'll be able to to attract also more resources to be to come to the to our operation in KSM. Yeah, so while lead on that, how, how, what's your Saudiization, your Nitakat percentage now? I mean, how, are you, um, how do you stand out against competition in attracting Saudis? There was a recently a, a new rule that 25% of engineers need to be Saudi, depending on the sector that you're in. Um, how do you sort of stand out in that respect? And um, I mean, how do you how do you hit those quotas that are that are needed? As you mentioned, there's a building boom in every direction. So human capital is always going to be the next kind of knock on challenge. Um, if you could shed any light on that, that'd be interesting. Uh, I think this is one of the things we capitalize on because we have been in the kingdom for, since 2007. So we have a lot of exposure and we have a lot of a lot of uh, Saudi staff that have been with us for a long time. And these guys become more attracting others as well. So this is in, in, in one in one dimension. The other dimension is uh, most, most of the client now, when we go to them, uh, some of their uh, exist, they have previous Saudi guys that we utilize. And we're trying to attract some guys who actually edu were educated in, within the US and UK. Uh, not, not much successful there, but however, we're still trying because I think BIF is more uh, making much more uh, attractive offers to, to pick them all uh, before even they, they land back home. So, but uh, one, other, one other factor, and I think it's, it's, uh, it was surprising to me, and I just uh, have to mention to you, is the South, the, the young uh, generation. The young generation is a bit of a surprise, was a surprise for me and, and others. They are they, they actually willing to work and they want to work and they're willing to learn. Because my, my philosophy is saying, if you really want to learn, things will happen. I, we can make it if you want to do it. I've seen a lot of the young uh, generation, uh, maybe they're young at least for me, but they have been a lot very uh, enthusiastic. They, they have fully engaged and even engaged beyond working hours because they really want to go. Uh, and I think this is part of the, of the vision driving the whole thing. This, the real, the, and this is not just word because we are on air, but this is a fact of life that the, the young generation is the biggest surprise. And we're really looking for people, not just because we want to fill Saudization uh, numbers, but they actually bought a successful partner for us. And one of our culture, uh, historically, whenever to go to any country, that we have, we use the, the local or the, the, the residents of the country to be our key personnel because eventually they actually running the business for you, maintain it, sustain it whenever everybody comes in and out. So Saudization is a, it's a challenge sometimes, but I think with our experience in town and in various cities across the, the kingdom and together with the willing of the new generation there, I think it's it's not it's not uh, much of a challenge now. It's still a challenge, but I, I think it's a manageable, and we're trying to capitalize on it on reality and, and get them involved as well. That um, Lucian's question is an excellent one, and it's uh, it was one of three. There was an interesting article in the Middle East Economic Digest recently, me talking about the contracting sector, and it and it specifically mentioned uh, the challenge with skilled workers, um, which you just addressed. Uh, another one they mentioned is um, the regulatory environment. 
and it's evolving. But from your experience, is it is it more uh, welcoming? Is it is it more easily navigated than it has been in the past? Is it changing for the positive? Yeah, for sure, for sure, it's changing for the positive. It's happening. I think it's it's moving to the right direction. Uh, and uh, I myself had the experience on, on March, and I think it was very it was much easier than my expectation. And now, as we actually getting more people from uh, across the globe to come to the country, things have become much much easier. And there's also the it helps out when they open up and ease up the the visa, the the, the residency. And if you want to bring your family on board, everything is more of an e-government. And it's not everybody knows that the, I think the Saudi government, in terms of e-government, have is actually advanced, very well advanced. Not everybody knows this, but I think I've seen this when I, I went, when I moved there. It's extremely advanced. Everything can happen there. And life is much easier. I, I've got my residency and work permit in, in, a, in a, I think, in a record time. And uh, things are moving in the right direction. And I think the every day they think they're trying to take one step. It will take some time to to go to the to the maximum, but I think it's going to the right direction. Yeah. So let's. I'm gonna the the other the other ish, uh, thing to mention in the Mead article is access to credit. Um, you know, major issue. You know, having a strong financial profile, which you you reference right off the bat, is really important. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we, we maybe because Hill is working as a project management, we're more into consultant side, so we do not have this much exposure like contractors, for example. Right. However, having said this, uh, most of our banks and banks that we work with them from uh, Europe, from the US, across the region are already well established in, uh, in KSA. And we have, uh, you have, we start utilizing our credit facility across the region. And including KSA now, actually KSA is more taken or taken majority of our credit facility in the region now because of the size of the of the project. It has not been an issue, and even we have been dealing with banks like Riyadh Bank and other, which is they have also working with our head office in the U.S. and our offices in other places. It was not it has not been an issue, and I think it's working like any other place in in the GCC countries now. It's improving the size. The only difference is the size is getting much bigger. This is something we have to, to do it. And one of the things that we actually monitoring is, is uh, how we're going to control and how we continue to grow and to, uh, with the market. And, and it's just not only uh, in our business, we use it for advanced bearing guarantees, performance bonds. Uh, we, some of the facilities we use for the, the uh, enrolling of the, of the salaries of the payroll every month. But so far, I mean, it was it was not a hurdle at all uh, to us, and and we managed to go through it and successfully deliver our, all our financial commitment uh, all the way through. Together with once also, we, I think one maybe mentioned that we have opened our uh, regional headquarters as well, like a couple of months ago. So officially, we we have a headquarters in, in Riyadh as well now. Oh. Regional headquarters. Mabruk. It's <laughs> <That's> a, <laughs> yeah. a big step. It's important. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Let me put you on the spot here. Because um, the e-government aspect, I think, is not very well known. And I think it's something that Saudi Arabia is proud of. They feel like they've made real progress. Let's take advantage of the fact that you do business in a number of countries, you know, as you said, from India to Morocco. Where does, where does Saudi rank in terms of e-government and, you know, as compared to these other, you know, you know counterpart or even competing countries? I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, surprisingly, yeah, I would say one of um, number one or two. 
impressive. I'm surprised. Yeah, I mean, I was I was amazed. I'm, I mean, I, I didn't know that they didn't have the knowledge. Uh, I would say between number one and two, uh, they playing on the first round. I mean, uh, I don't think uh, one or two. They're playing in the between the, the the gold and silver middle. So. So. so this is this is interesting and it's fun and, and a little off script here, but you've mentioned a couple surprises. One of them is the young generation of Saudis, the willingness to work, their, their enthusiasm for it. Just mentioned the you know surprise and the e-government. Uh, what other surprises that you can put your finger, you know, that come to mind immediately? No, I, I think uh, listen, I think I believe that the young generation and their willingness to work was a, is is what is shocking for me. Uh, because of the understanding of the culture. But when I went to the ground, I mean, I stayed in some of the hotels in Jeddah and I said, and he's fine, the guys, the young guys working there, not because they are forced working, because they just want to work. They want to do it. They love the, the, the work. Our staff and have been extremely helpful. This was something uh, been, uh, uh, amazing for me. The other, the other thing is, I think, uh, so this one, e-government, when you deal with the the various authorities and in particular when they deal with the authentic of KSA, like I would say, let's go when you go to Asir, for example. Asir, they, they want to do something different. They just don't want to do something repetitive. I think there's some some a lot of innovations gonna come out uh, that actually made the way it's melting with the with the with the culture and the nature is something very good. The way they they give it the time to think it to make it right is something also it's not everybody you do, but I think there's a good melting between architectural and technicality together with the culture, with the with the landscape. So you don't you don't some of these things are really really um, uh, very well coherent and really really sustainable. Not because they want to make it sustainable, but I think the vision is clear that it's gonna happen. And I I have personally had some exposure with dealing with, with the guys in Asir. I have seen what's going on and some stuff in the area. I have seen so other many videos and other other uh, location, but I didn't go physically there. I didn't have the time yet to, to make it uh, physically visit. But you can see the vision, and when you get when you get a brief from from the most of the new development companies, you can see the vision is there. That uh, and it's 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 not just happening because it should be happening. And there is continuous improvement as you go as well. And these all are not just uh, on paper; it's actually on it's happening as well. Fascinating, and I really feel fortunate. Uh, we feel, feel fortunate to to have your you know lifelong experience coming into the relatively new scene in Saudi Arabia, at least over the last five six years. Um, how do you see Saudi five years from now? Uh, if we continue with this base, I think uh, I think okay, the vision is clear and it's gonna hopefully this is all gonna materialize. It's gonna be a destination, uh, a destination of choice, which is this more more. Uh, uh, more difficult because to make it happen, I think Saudi have been a destination anyway because of the holy uh, thing for uh, Mecca and Medina, which is it's ongoing. But I think the other destination is gonna become real, and once it become real, it, the it will be a destination. And also, the variety of uh, of KSA from north to south, from east to west, variety in terms of natural variety of cultures, variety. If you go to see the people in the Mam and the people in Riyadh, and you go to Jeddah. If you go to north and see, if you see the south again, and maybe I'm, I'm overwhelmed with the with the south. The south is just uh, something amazing. It's just uh, the greenery, the mountains, the uh, and they have a very good weather all the all the almost all of the year. It's it's another it's another world. So the, there is a lot of uh, 
diversity uh, in, in the country that will make it a destination based on the current development, based on the current vision, and based on the, the existing people there that really uh, wanna wanna make it happen. Uh, it will be it will be a, a destination of choice. You know, it's it's really interesting you mentioned that because if you've been if you if you're watching Saudi Arabia, it seems like everything's coming from a fire hose because it's all so fast and so much. But you're you're exactly right. They haven't really even. I mean, they've just started on the south. I know they're you know they're 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 gonna, they're looking at Al Asa. Um, there's a whole number of it's a, it's a huge country and there's a number of different areas. They're just waiting to launch into as the new you know uh, destination destinations uh so i mean it'll just keep coming and coming and one of the things we talk about on the 966 is that the 2030 date uh is not the terminus you know it doesn't all end at 2030 it's that's just sort of a a, a point on the, on, you know a point on you know a, a, a point on the journey we will stop and we'll assess but you know the the journey continues yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. It's so obvious, and the journey is gonna hopefully continue as well. It's it's ongoing, it's evolving, and I think there's some also milestone have been bought there, which is the I think the Expo, the Asian game, the Asian game, there's the Expo. Then you have gonna have the World Cup, and I think there's so many still milestone, and and I think all these events eventually is gonna introduce the the kingdom to the world, and and if you take in everyone having two three years difference between of them, I think people are gonna see. The, the difference in, in and the achievement in, uh, in every milestone. So you're gonna see yourself in the Asian Games, then you're gonna you're gonna see the world in, in Expo, then you're gonna you're gonna have the World Cup uh, as well after this one. So I think you're gonna make introduction uh, to the whole world because you're gonna be the spot of the of the globe. So I can see it. I mean, I'm maybe I'm just I have my hands in the middle of so many of these things because of the, the nature of our work that we a bit come first before things happen and, and go there but uh, there's a lot of excitement gonna gonna come there that's gonna change uh, change how people uh, or how the world actually see uh, KSA. yeah there's so much momentum right now I really just uh, two short questions before we wrap this up um, one of the changes has been the um, amount of female workers and 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 Saudi females that are just entering the workforce in general. Has Hill been hiring more females or are they seeking you out? Um, it, it was a huge sort of opportunity um, when they, you know, were able to start entering the workforce. Is, can you tell us about that? Is that a priority for Hill? Yeah, it's a priority for Hill in, in general anyway to, to, to do it. And again, one of the surprises when I said the new generation that when I came to the to the kingdom is I found a lot of females that are working with us and a lot of them actually not just being shy away from working, no, they just, some of them just trying to take some leadership. I have been interfaced with some consultants, uh, Saudi consultant led by ladies and, uh, and very, very actually very successful, very determined, very professional on how they do the conduct the business. I mean, uh, going to the normal life as well. I mean, I've seen, I've seen there was one of the ladies have been open in one of this uh, small restaurant in Riyadh. And she's running the business. She's in life there. I mean, the way it's, it interact. One of the, I mean, me was not having that chance to be in KSA before. The working was just coming for a visit or short ones. But when you actually spend more time and sort of live there and see the interaction and life, I think it become normal. And I don't. There's no differentiation when you have now. It's just a matter of who's qualified. If it's a, um, a he or she, it doesn't make a, a much difference now. And sometime when. In some position in particular, they 
the bigger. She gave us more added value. And, and this is part of the Hill culture anyway, that we're trying to maximize this, the role of the uh, women enabling in general. And I think when this also happened more into the kingdom, will will even be a more plus point for us, more of an additional benefit to have them there. So they have been they have been part of the community. And to the extent when I talked, you know, I did not make a differentiation because I felt it just like the the whole thing is running. And this was one of the also surprises for me because I'm again I was just away from Kingdom. If you talk to me February twenty three. I didn't go. I didn't see it. I would. I would. I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say all this. I mean, it was a a twelve month journey for me, or eleven month journey for me, where I actually have seen a lot of uh, of movement to the positive side in general in all aspects. Well, lead on this show, we really don't ever like to make a comparison between Riyadh and Dubai or Saudi Arabia and the UAE. They're very different journeys on different timelines, but. One thing that's interesting is that as these projects come along and get finished, the quality of life in Riyadh will start to be globally competitive. And these are the types of projects that you're working on. Um, I guess specifically, if we could just narrow it down because we could ask about everyone, but uh, really curious about King Salman Park because it's massive. I know you guys did um, initial work on it. Can you tell us about that and how it might change life in this city? I think okay, having the park in in the city like this is it's gonna change. It's huge. It's big. It's uh, it's making it a, a a good destination. And it was interesting for us to be involved in this one because it's like this is what's not something you expect to have to see in in real in in, in the first uh, space. But now the way it's evolving and the way we have seen it since there, it just it become a change of lifestyle. And as you mentioned, there's no no comparison between. Uh, Dubai and, and Riyadh in particular. But I think the way I see it, and, and maybe I'm, I'm listening to this, I think the the competition, or oh, I don't want to say the competition, the, the evolving of Riyadh together is pushing Dubai to do more, and then Riyadh do more, so this is do more. So it's I think it's a healthy, a healthy, uh, a healthy running there, and you can see uh, the maturity, and I think Riyadh is trying to take some of the lesson learned and just uh, build on it, start on it. The maturity will end up by, this is the word they use when you do a destination of choice. You can end up by having more that you can do in the same region. And you would like to go to see more beaches, you can go and see it. If you want to go see the nature. And I think Saudi is going to make a big surprise when people start seeing the greenery that's actually existing on the south. And with the, when Sandala opens up, I mean, it's, it's uh, for the, from New York, it's going to be another shocking uh, news for everybody because it's really pretty. It's really uh, well done thing. This is will make you, you're gonna end up by sitting there playing with your phone or laptop and say, okay, you're gonna see these pictures. You're gonna make your choice. You have seen this one. Do you wanna see this one? I think if you, I think you're gonna do this one, and it might easier for you to jump and see it. And then at the end of the day, how the quality is gonna happen, the quality of the service, how you feel more comfortable in dealing with this one. And I think. It's a challenge, it's a good thing that's happening and going. Maybe the new things you want to see is gonna take you, get you there and you become a customer here rather than there. Walid Abdel Fattah, President MENA for US-based project manager Hill International. Walid, thank you so much. This was a treat. We really appreciate it. Thank you very much, and uh, it's my pleasure. And uh, I hope you guys, I hope to see you uh, one day in New York again when I come back and I'll, uh, let's uh, let's meet up. But thank you very much for having me. It's a pleasure and honor for me to be with you.